Our scripture lesson today on this Sunday of Christmas is the beginning of the Gospel of John, what is often referred to as the poetic prologue to the beginning of John's Gospel. In his own way, this is the Christmas story from John's perspective, whereas the Gospels of Matthew and Luke give us all the details about Mary and Joseph and going to Bethlehem and angels and shepherds and wise men. John's gospel doesn't delve into those details, but he still, in his own poetic way, talks about the meaning and the importance of Jesus' birth, of the word entering into creation. And so let us listen for the word of the Lord from the gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Friends, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. I hope this Christmas season has given you the chance to take a few deep breaths, To see the gifts around you, the gifts of family and friends and community. I hope this Christmas season has had at least some moments of peace, some surprises of God's grace, some reminders of eternal love as it's reflected through the love of those around us. I hope. That's some of what you received for Christmas. Taking inventory of what 
we have received is important. Of course, we have to find time for that amidst the work of the rest of Christmas, even though we know the season of Christmas continues all the way till Epiphany. Some of us have already begun the work of putting it back in its box. We know just as the laws of physics teach us, so too the laws of home decorations declare what goes up must come down. The ornaments, the lights, the trees, the manger scenes have to be packed back up. Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and wise men, the sheeps and donkeys and camels all have to make the return journey from Bethlehem back to the attic. And so I hope in the midst of all of that work in the days ahead, you have a chance to be reminded of what you have received for Christmas. That's what the author of John's Gospel is trying to do in this opening prologue. He's reminding us, he's taking inventory of the gifts that we have received. According to John, he says, we have received life and light, power and glory and grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. That's what we get at Christmas. That's what we get through this unusual story and John's unusual way of telling it. John's Christmas story, you'll notice, doesn't begin with the announcement of an angel. No, it begins way further back, all the way back to before the beginning. John's Christmas story begins with the eternal, pre-existent word of God that is part of the work of creation. It's through God's word spoken in the Judeo-Christian tradition that we affirm creation comes into existence. God spoke the word, let there be light and land and life. God's word, John says, was present in the beginning and through the word of God, all things came into being. And yet, the radical mystery, the wonder, the scandal, the miracle of the Christmas story is that the creator has entered into creation. The limitless, boundless, omnipresent, omnipotent God has come in flesh and blood in a limited individual human being. And through God coming to us, not us coming to God, through God coming to us, we have received grace upon grace. John says the word became flesh And lived among us, dwelled among us. In the original text, it suggests that God came and tabernacled with us. Or as the pastor and biblical scholar Eugene Peterson loosely translates this this verse, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. The one. The one who was there in the work of creation from the beginning. 
separating the waters so that land could be spoken into existence. The one who was at work speaking promises, covenants, calling the Hebrews through the waters of the Red Sea into freedom from slavery. That same one, that same word has been born, has stepped into the stream of time itself, has waded into the sea of creation. That one has been baptized into the dirty water of our fallen sinful humanity that we might be changed, redeemed, grace upon grace. Every time we gather around the waters of the baptismal font, we proclaim this truth. It's not bound only to the Christmas season. We borrow a liturgy from our Protestant forebearers, from the French Huguenot Church. We look the baby in the eyes and we say, George, for you, Jesus Christ came into the world. That's the Christmas message distilled down. For you, Jesus Christ came into the world. If you're sitting near the back, you didn't see how happy baby George was to receive that good news. He was grinning from ear to ear. Incidentally, today's the first time I've ever been honored to sprinkle a sprinkle in (laughs) baptism. For you, Jesus Christ came into the world, we say over and over and over again. For you, he came, he was born. For you, he lived and died and rose again. The purpose, the meaning of this birth is revealed through the rest of the life that is lived. And it's all done for us. For us. For you, not just George, for each and every one of you, the good news of the gospel proclaims, for you, Jesus Christ came into the world. Even if you don't know it yet. Even if you don't understand it. Even if you can't wrap your mind around it. Even if you've rejected and run away from it. Even if you've tried your best to live by it and failed over and over and over again. Even if the cloud of grief has gotten in the way of you seeing anything as good for these few days and months. Even if the worries of the world have weighed you down so that hope doesn't seem like a possibility. Even if you're feeling lonely and lost in the midst of this season where everybody else seems to be talking about joy and happiness. Even for you... For each and every one of us, Jesus Christ came into the world. The Word made flesh for us. It reminds me of a poem that I read every year here at this Christmas time. And if there's ever space in the bulletin, I squeeze it in so that you can read it as well. It's on the back cover of your bulletin this morning. The Work of Christmas by the great civil rights hero and mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Howard Thurman. This 
powerful poem pushes us past pageantry. It moves us beyond mere emotions to remember the reality, not just of Jesus's birth, but of what he came to do. The work that was before him. Feel free to follow along. Feel free to take it home, to cut it out, to put it on your refrigerator or to frame it and re-gift it to someone else. Sometimes we do that, don't we? Re-gifting as we take inventory. The work of Christmas, Thurman writes, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. The work of Christmas is done for us. The word became flesh for us. This poem reminds me of all that Christ came into the world to do and all that Christ is still doing. For we are the lost ones, aren't we? Who need finding and who have been found in his love. We are the broken who are healed by his presence. We are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who are fed by the manna of his justice. We are those imprisoned in our sin who have been set free by his death and resurrection. We are the nations, the peoples, who long to be rebuilt by the prince of peace. Ours are the hearts set aflame with the spark of the angel song because of the work that this Christ is born to do for us. But the power of the poem, just as the power of the gospel, is that it works both ways. We receive the work of Christmas. We receive God's grace upon grace. And then in response, we are called to return it back out into the world. We are the ones who are called in response to God's grace to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoners, to rebuild nations, bring peace, make music. It's the ultimate act of re-gifting. What we have received, we are called upon to return and give to others. Grace upon grace, given freely. The light that shines in the darkness for us, reflected out to the world through us. Friends, the good news of the gospel is that the eternal word, truth, love, promise of God burst into the world for us, for us. The good news of the Christmas story is that it doesn't end at its beginning, but it begins at its ending. 
that Christ was born to reveal God's very heart to us. He was born to love, to teach, to heal, to welcome, to save. He was born to die and be raised again for us. And through the act of radical regifting, in response, we are called to share this work of Christmas back out into the world. So as you take inventory of the gifts that you have received, remember John's list and remember to re-gift those items as often as you can. To God alone be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen.